Well, sometimes you get the CLG, and other times the CLG gets you. This is Flight Check Season 1, Episode 20. I am Sandy Toes. Alongside me are my partners in cry, uh, Noxwar and Curly Double Q. Uh, fellas, uh, oof. Oof is really all I've got to say. Um, I'm inclined to agree with you on that I, one. I yeah. think we have big yeah. same, right? Uh, it's a toughie. Well, the FlyQuest LCS season is over. The 1-2 curse hits us uh, for a final time <laughs> this season. One and last time. One last time. It claims another victim and another soul. Uh, this and, wasn't the way I was expecting it. Yeah, to. and uh, mm-hmm. possibly in the worst fashion possible. I have to bring it up that, uh, for the most part, the three of us all predicted that we were going to lose to Immortals and mm-hmm. beat CLG. We did. <laughs> and beat Golden Guardians. And in fact, the complete inverse happened. Uh, so now y'all know where not to go for any future <laughs> LCS <laughs> predictions. Yep. Knox, uh, uh, I know you were out on a yacht, a lake? Where, where were you yesterday? <laughs> you were escaping the pain. That's all I know. Avoiding all of what was to come. <laughs> I was acting cocky in the Discord. I said we already had it. I didn't need to watch and uh, in reality, it was I was just avoiding the pain that was to come. So, so it's your uh, fault then that we lost. Clearly, but no, no, wait, hold on, no, no, no. Next no, no. was the win condition. Oh, no, 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 no. Because <laughs> clearly, the years past or this past year has yeah. shown that even though when I'm present, we still lose. Games. <laughs> Fair, uh, Curly. Uh, I know you were able to watch the game. Um, I mean. I don't know if it was similar to how it was for me for you, but I just was watching that with an ever-growing sense of dread and despair. How was how was that for you? Well, I had to watch it like two times because yesterday while it was on, <laughs> I was cooking. Oh, I was uh, cooking while we were playing it too. Huh. Unfortunately, I'm just moved into my place, so like I uh, don't have everything conveniently together like you. <laughs> So I couldn't watch it, like, all. I could tune in in moments. But, right, right. So I had to watch it today just before the podcast. And it, man, watching it happen in double speed kind of hurt. Oh, yeah. It's just <laughs> like you think, oh, the pain will go by two times faster. But, no, it's just two times the pain instead. It is. I just, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I couldn't, I can't really describe how things went wrong yeah because on paper i don't think it should yeah well if this is your first time seeing the show or if it's your first time seeing the show for a while or your first time listening to us uh we are flight check we are a FlyQuest fan podcast uh we are not professional analysts uh, most of the time we really have no clue what we're talking about but we are fans who have opinions and we would like to think that our opinions are better than anything you could get off of Reddit or even Twitter. So we're here to discuss those thoughts and provide a little community content discussion for any fellow FlyQuesters out there. 
Case uh, in point, we, we thought CLG was bad. And yeah. They just the yeah. Case in point, <laughs> I, I trashed CLG for uh, an entire year, and it came back to bite us. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you know, it's... you uh, like that? <laughs> absolutely. Uh, if you are listening to the show uh, on Twitch right now, and you're going to have to leave at some point, you can catch the rest of the show either on VOD on our YouTube channel, or on any of your favorite audio podcasting platforms. Uh, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, all the usual places. Uh, and if you're listening to this audio uh, version, we do this uh, podcast live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash flightcheckcrew, uh, every Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, give us a quick follow on Twitter, at flightcheckcrew, and hit up our Discord. It's a small but steadily growing group of dedicated FlyQuest fans. The link should be somewhere in the channel chat right now. Uh, but let's get into it. So, a weekend that kind of reversed what expectations were, right? Knox, uh, I know you were pretty sold on losing to Immortals and also, <laughs> pretty sold on pretty sold on beating Golden Guardians in CLG. Now I know you haven't had time to watch the CLG game, so I'll, I'll go to Curly in a minute for that one. But I mean, just give me your thoughts on Golden Guardians and Immortals, and we'll hit this kind of quick. We're not going to dwell too much on our uh, transgressions, <laughs> if you will. So my my initial thoughts. Uh... Heading into the Golden Guardians match, where I just really, really thought that we could handle them. I, I don't know. We had Palafox back in, which I thought he could handle a Blaze Olive. We had Jose Diota back in, and it was replacing a NXI, who, in my opinion, I know a lot of the 100 talk people that watching or listening to this right now will disagree with me, but I honestly thought he was super weak on our team. I, I, I'm going to get burned at the stake for that one later, but he didn't, he was probably the worst member on the team the past couple weeks. So I was like really actually looking forward to this uh, uh, match because Jose Diodo was coming in and he was in, in my opinion, an improvement over what NXI had been showing. So I, I thought, especially with Iconic, who's probably one of the bottom end junglers of the LCS, that should be our main issue taken care of and it's going to be great to go on top of a, another jungler who's not even looking that great the only issue i really had was licorice licorice is what made me nervous and if i remember right licorice while good that game wasn't even really the main issue so that that was what really killed me about that game and i just mm -hmm. i had a sinking terrible feeling after that game was done granted the flag quest managed to prolong it a little bit with the immortals match i don't know what's going on with the mortals but they have not looked good this weekend <laughs> i thought they were looking a little bit better than they were coming into this weekend so i i just i got completely reversed on my predictions and i don't know what to say outside of i'm yeah. just still crying <laughs> yeah it's rough um give me your thoughts i gotta pull up this uh this draft real fast and now Leaguepedia isn't as easy for me to navigate now that the playoffs are here. Um, picks and bands. There we go. Uh, okay, this was the. Uh, on Galio, I know that much. Yeah, the Ziggs Tom Kench bot lane. 
uh, with Galio in the mid lane, and I remember the desk uh, actively frustrated <laughs> with this draft. Um, and I was too. I mean, we've seen some uh, lack of just you know playmaking with the new Tom Kench on support. Uh, you know, any team that's trying to take it right now struggling. Uh, it's not the powerhouse support that it used to be. Um, mid or top lane, maybe a different story. Um, but yeah, I just don't did not like this this draft. Uh, I liked the Camille, liked it a lot. Uh, but the mid lane Galio, uh, the Ziggs bot lane, those were just picks that I did not like. So. Oh, more, more than anything for me, what killed me is you have a mid laner in Palafox who's repeatedly over the course of this year shown that he struggles on anything that isn't some form of aggressive champion or mm. some form of assassin, right? And then <laughs> two out of the three games, you proceed to stick him on a tank yeah. and a control mage who he has shown that he's not great on. Yeah, Galio Just, does not uh, scream uh, aggressive champion to ooh. me. Uh, Curly, I mean, you know, we know Palafox, right? We've seen him play uh, for the majority of the season. Um, yeah, these picks, just like, not what I, I mean, and then we saw what he did uh, on the Yone versus Immortals. Mm -hmm. It was so much better. I mean, why? Why? That's my question to you. <laughs> why, Curly? Why? <laughs> why? Why? I wish I could tell you why. I wish I could tell you why we bothered like anyone in the lcs bothers giving mid laners anything besides carries you should not give mid laners non-carries unless they are extremely good at like being supports or whatever like whatever you're putting them on yeah because like having your mid lane on a carry it's just better it's a better composition they can roam they can do a bunch of things so why would you put one of your potentially most active players on something where he just kind of sits there and walks around with wings behind him and then sometimes <laughs> gives his friends a shield. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a frustrating draft. And, yeah, I I feel like Inero really uh, five-headed uh, that draft. Uh, the Syndra bot, the Trist. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, Styx A looked so good on the Syndra. Uh Lot hit a lot of stuns. Um, yeah, just a frustrating, uh, frustrating game to watch. Uh, and it was weird because then Immortals, the Immortals match, we looked so much better. We looked aggressive. Looked excellent. We looked really good. Um, yeah, again, the Yone pick was, uh, I loved that. Uh, that was a fantastic pick, in my opinion. Um, you know, we gave the, uh, we got Kumo on the Renekton, uh, the Rel, Diamond's Rel, by the way, this weekend, uh, even in the CLG game, uh, he had some fantastic engages. This is a champ he really mm -hmm. shines on. Um, so the Ash Rel was really good. Um, this was the kind of draft I would have loved to have seen us, uh, go with against CLG. I mean, you know, the Diana, uh... Yeah, the Yone, it's just like, man. Uh, yeah, just 
You know, I don't really have much issue with our CLG uh, draft. Like, the only thing I would switch out would probably be, like, whatever we gave Palafox. I would have yeah, given The Syndra, him... yeah. Silas was wide open. I would have given him Silas in a heartbeat. Granted, like, not as many good alts for him to take. Well. But, like... Yeah, I mean, the Elise... Elise has no alt. Uh, Renekton would have been decent. Um, and then he took... There was also the Echo and the uh, Ezreal, yeah. so the Echo ult might actually have The been... Echo ult would have been excellent. But you have to think, because uh, they picked the Echo last, right? So they probably would have gone with something else. And then that, that just gets into draft mind games. But I would assume if we took Silas, you know, second pick, uh, mm -hmm. they would or first pick, they would not be taking the Echo into it. Um, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, so it was a weekend, um, and I want to put the question to you guys. We swapped out the roster this week, right? We made another change. Uh, we went from the previous Academy roster, and this week benched NXI and Triple again, sent them back to Academy. Brought back in Jose Diodo and Palafox. Now, uh, the analyst desk had some discussions about this, uh, and I felt like they made some good points, which uh, were that you do lose a little bit of that synergy from the team and some of that aggressiveness. Because Jose and Palafox were on a roster that was not known for that aggression, that was not known for... Um, being able to, you know, make proactive plays, you know, and whatnot. So was this the right move to make a change final week? Knox, I know you had a tweet about this uh, yeah. where you were not quite predicting doom, but maybe predicting some uh, unsurety, you know. So, I mean, what now that now that we have it in hindsight, like, you know, how do you feel about the move? Uh, so my thought process for me is I think the actual mid-jungle duo of Palafox and Jose Diodo are better than Triple and NXI, right? Part of the problem with that is also you're taking away the synergy that is Academy slash promo team, however you want to phrase it. Like they're they're a part of that lineup and they obviously know how to work together. Mm -hmm. So removing that kind of like you, this move assumes that the team has been practicing in scrims and they're building that synergy and they can make better calls together. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that. Um, that basically, hey, we kind of figured out our synergy a little bit. We're be we're making better shot calls. So in terms of individual levels of play, it should be a better duo of Palafox and Jose Diodo versus NXI and Triple. So. I thought at the end of the day that it was probably slightly better for us to make that move. It just feels really, really bad to be doing it on the final week. And I, I yeah, I don't know. I just, I think, I think at the end of the day, I'm, I'm fine with it. I really am. Obviously it didn't turn out. Okay. But I think, I think with the idea of it, I'm okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Curly. I mean, give me your thoughts. Any rebuttals? Do you agree? How do you feel? 
I mean, I, I agree for the most part. It's just a tough situation, if you're being honest, like of just the timing of literally everything that happened. Because mm -hmm. if we did, like, if we take the major event of the Licorice to GG Academy swap, all that, and we push it back to the first 03 week, and we do it then, and then we take the same time to make the switch we did again. That would mean the last, I want to say, last two weeks, we'd be running with the roster we had this weekend. Mm -hmm. And I think that would have been perfect. Because hmm. it would have done, like, <clears throat> it would have given us the fresh feel for both squads. Um, it would have given Jose and Palafox the time to, like, stomp on some noobs in Academy. Um, and, and just kind of rebuild their confidence all that stuff. And then it would give us this weekend to learn the flaws of the team as they work and stomp the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. So really, I think if you shift the timeline back two weeks, everything would have been great. Sadly, that's not how it worked out. The last week was kind of just where we ended up having to do it. And I think it was the best possible call. I don't know if I would have confidently been able to say a 2-1 week Granted, we didn't have that still, but with the way the Academy squad had been looking, I don't know how it would have felt coming into the week. That's fair. Uh, I had a great point in my head just now. Uh, Knox, you look like you want to say something while I think about this point that I had. I just, I keep thinking about it. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I really just don't think Palafox was given the tools he needed to succeed with the way he plays, right? Right. Just two out of the three champions he was given this weekend were just, it clearly is not in his wheelhouse, at least on the professional stage, which sucks. And it's probably something that Flyquist is really going to need to evaluate and look into in the offseason. But I, I, I really, I kind of want to point out the drafting a little bit, which is such a cop-out answer for a lot of things. But I really do think clearly something needed to change in the draft we've had a lot of draft issues throughout the year not like oh, yeah. super egregious stuff a lot of the times but a lot of just kind of like uh, mm -hmm. come on guys you know so i just i keep thinking on it like the move the roster moves i'm okay with but clearly if we're gonna make those roster moves you gotta be hitting the strong points of what those roster moves are for yeah yeah i remembered my point which was that even with the roster moves, uh, the same fundamental issue remained. Our mm -hmm. early games were atrocious. The Golden yeah. Guardians game, uh, by 15 minutes, we were down 5, 6k gold. Uh, the CLG game, we were down uh, at 15. I forget how the Immortals one went, but it's not like we got super far ahead in that one either. Uh, Golden Guardians, I remember that game was just... Uh, you know, they had, I think by 20 minutes, they had at least like five, by 18. I remember this stat very clearly because I saw it. I was like, I got to make sure to remember this for the show tonight. At 18 minutes, they had five or six turrets and we had one. Uh, and I was just like, wow, how are we getting run around the map uh, by Golden Guardians right now? It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, TMB, I, lo I love reading TMB takes. Drafting the Kench <laughs> was straight in, <laughs> was straight inting. Uh, and, and then he also spelled, uh, 
I think this was supposed to be a typo, but he spelled drafting like D R A F I N T. So like draft, I, I, draft int. Yeah, I think it was a bit of oh a draft int. <laughs> um, like, look, I I don't want to trash anyone in particular, but it's just like the Tom Kench. Ugh! Please don't pick that in Academy. Please, unless, unless you're putting it mid lane, don't pick it. I'll even put it top lane. I think it would be good top lane too. Yes, it would be great top lane. Yeah. Oh my god, it would be excellent top yeah. lane. So, uh, yes. So for my part, uh, just to summarize uh, how I'm feeling, it's that yeah, I don't, I don't think the roster swap made a difference. I think we still had the same fundamental early game issues that put us so far behind. It's putting us in impossible uh situations to come back from 20 minutes down 6k gold you are not going to win many games uh from that position hey sandy uh, do you want to take a wild guess as to uh what place we are in terms of gd15 for the summer splint uh i'm gonna go with a solid 10th nay maybe like 15th <laughs> You know. Hey, this is only the LCS. Well, all right. you know, actually, <laughs> if you want to bring in the much LEC. Like a, much like Pobelter, you know, we're at least a top 10 team in terms of uh, gold differential at 15. Oh, no. We uh, are, in fact, last place. Our yeah. average for the whole summer, negative 1,600. Well, I remember Rounding up. when I was having to do uh, some of the stats when I had to fill in for you for weekend forecast stats. And I was looking at early game rating. You know, early game rating is basically a 0 to 100 scale. It's pretty much like, what are your percentage odds of winning a game on average at 15 Mm -hmm. minutes? And, you know, 45 to 55 is, like, pretty decent. Obviously, 55 is pretty good. Um, But most eight teams in the league were in that 45 to 55 range. Then CLG was at like 36. Uh, do you guys know uh, what our EGR uh, was as of like a week or two ago? I don't know what it is right now, but I don't. I doubt it's gotten any better. Oh, I could tell you what it is right now. Yeah. 35. Uh, oh, it went up because uh, I thought it was like 26 uh, when I... Uh, uh, the, the, the Immortals game, early game, is what saved us. There. Yeah, That's yeah, why. yeah. So... Okay, well, at the time, it was like 26, and 35, look, that's not much better. That's basically saying every game you play, by 15 minutes, you have a 1-3 in shot to win it. That's like, that is not good. Um, And I don't know if this is an issue that can be solved by coaching, uh, or if it can, or if it needs to be solved by... Um, you know, taking a hard look at the roster. And this is not, I don't think we're going to make this the, what does the future of the LCS roster? I don't know. That, that's another show. That's that, later down the line. That's that going to be, that's going to be a show much later down the line. Um, but yeah, I think the fact of the matter is that early game killed us all year. Uh, and yeah. we have to find a way to address that for so next year. Do we have anything else that we want to hit on for the main team at all? Because I have a great transition point off of this topic. Bring it on. Transition us away from the pain and towards something positive. 
So guess who has the number one early game rating and goal <laughs> difference at 15 in the Academy League right now? Uh, FlyQuest? C9. And I mean, FlyQuest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's FlyQuest. Wow. We have the best early game rating in the league for Academy and the best goal difference at 15 in the league. I mean, that's crazy. So that blows my mind. And it kind of goes to show the difference between LCS and Academy, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, clearly we brought the Academy team up and their early games struggled against the actual LCS team mm -hmm. as well as their GD 15. Correct. So yeah, it, it shows there, there is a bit of a gap there. It can't interlap at times, depending on what's happening and who they're playing. But for the most part, there, there is a bit of a gap between the Academy and LCS teams. Mm -hmm. So, but if anything, it should go to show that at least in terms of Academy, we have some good prospects right now. They know how to play together. And we've been saying this for weeks and months now, right? Like, they look good as a squad. And clearly, at least at this term of level and division, they're one of the best. Yeah. I think that gives me better hopes for the next season. Mm -hmm. um, because I, I was uh, actually Nate ID, who I saw in chat earlier. I talked to him a lot about this during my stream earlier today about my thoughts on the roster, potential changes, the academy team, um, and how I think there's like a lot, especially after we put the academy team in for a while, there's a decent amount of just side grading. So the roster, looking at it in the offseason, is going to be interesting because we've got real good academy players, and I wouldn't be surprised if Triple is in the LCS next year, whether yeah. it's with us or someone else. Yeah. Uh one thing I will say, and we won't go too much further down the next season path, because it's very early. We've still got LCS playoffs to run through, obviously. And Academy, uh, all that good stuff. Um, but I will say is, when we look at the Academy and we look at the prospects that we have right now, um, I think we need to take a very hard look at who on the team... Um, is a player that we want to stick with for the long term and continue to develop. Um, and we'll have to figure that out. And you know what? Uh, Academy Playoffs and Proving Grounds will be the perfect way for us to figure that out. Uh, as Knox mentioned, uh, the Academy team looking good. What No matter what iteration uh, they have achieved, first place in the academy regular season and have the number one seed so they're actually on a uh they've got the buy uh to start with um and then in terms of is it dynamic seeding or you know yeah it is so we we get to pick who we want to play yeah which is nice pretty good uh <laughs> semifinals are not till next week so uh you know this week it's hundred thieves academy versus Immortals Academy, and then you've got C9 Academy and EG Academy. Uh, both those series should be actually really, really good. Um, and the nice thing is that since we are, since we have the buy, uh, that means guaranteed top four, uh, so top four seeding for Proving Grounds uh, guaranteed, which is pretty, pretty nice. Uh, that's a good it's way. It's very advantageous. It's very, very advantageous, advantageous. Uh, because some of those amateur teams are legitimate threats, and I'd rather face the number 13 seed than, say, the number 10 seed or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's start by 
um, maybe theory crafting. We don't know for Ooh. sure. Yeah, who is actually going to be playing uh, FlyQuest Academy? Uh, are they going to send Tomo Diamond back down? Or will it be uh, Johnson Dreams? I mean, we can guarantee uh, Philip NXI and Triple. I think that's pretty locked in. Um, but we're not... I don't know if it's really been said uh, who will be playing uh, bot lane for us. Nox, do you have any insights there? Do you think they'll stick with what they've been doing or go go otherwise? I think uh, Dreams is for sure going to continue playing. Um, and then I, yeah, I really don't know between Tomo and Johnson. Uh, I think it would be... I think it'd be kind of crappy at this point to take Johnson out and put Tomo back in. I mean, don't get me wrong. Tomo's a great prospect and whatnot, but it just, it, it would feel like we're really shafting Johnson. And Johnson's been playing okay down in Academy. In fact, he's been one of the upper echelons of AD carry in the Academy tier, right? So, right. I don't know. It's just, it, it would feel very, very crappy to suddenly be like, sorry, Johnson, we're pulling you after you played the back half of the split. And we're giving Tomo more time, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, you'd absolutely do. Tomo's a newer prospect, right? And if you want to really, truly try and develop him, maybe that's what you do. But it would actually be a bit of a dick move to Johnson. And I'd feel really bad about it if they pulled him out now, especially after having played the last three weeks with uh, Dreams in Academy. So personally, I'd like to see Johnson. Um, I know that sucks for Tomo because he's still developing. He's younger than Johnson, and he has a lot of potential. But... Mm -hmm. Uh, at least in terms of fairness, especially with Academy, because, I mean, Johnson still has room to grow, too. I think no matter who plays, it's going to be beneficial. I just hope it's Johnson. Yeah, Curly, uh, any preference for you personally between the two? Well, I don't know. I feel like there's <laughs> no need to change the Academy uh, roster. I think they're fine as they are. They've been performing good enough to uh, finish the season strong, even with the changes. So I think whoever we send in there, we're going to win it all anyway. Um, it's just how much do you want to stop on the noobs? Like, I guess we could throw diamond in if we want to see GG noobs, but like, that's all. <laughs> like, I don't think there's any changes that we need to make. I think we can just go with the roster we have. And just stomp on anyone anyway. And then make a lot of money from them buying all of our players like they did last year. <laughs> yeah, maybe... Uh... This time with Academy, <laughs> not the LCS. Yeah, maybe uh, <laughs> we can be the ones flipping players uh, to LCS and uh, making a bit of cash on the side. I've mean, um, already got some cash in our pockets uh, from the Bucks, I think. But right, right, right. Oh my God! Please blank check, baby. Bring yeah, it please. In. Come on, Milwaukee Bucks blank check. <laughs> uh, fly prey uh, in the chats. Um, <laughs> fly Chavi, please. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ooh, man, that would be uh, that'd be sick, right? <laughs> get him off Hanwha Life Esports, uh, please. Get that man an actual team. Um, all right, so let's start. Uh, let's discuss Academy playoffs real quick uh, and talk about what expectations should be. Um, so obviously they don't play till next week. Uh, so mm -hmm. we won't know their their opponent until uh, this weekend is over. Um, but let's talk expectations. So, you know, they could play uh, any team 
I guess they would probably play one of C9, EG, or IMT. I doubt they would go against 100 Thieves Academy if they if they get to we pick. Don't I don't want to play C9. We do not want to okay, play C9. Okay, so hopefully... We, we have a horrible record against them. All right, well, uh, maybe 100 Thieves Academy then. But, um, I mean, it's going to... Either way... If Sandy's it, just trying to save himself from all the times he's flamed 100 Talk. He doesn't want the academy I, team to stomp them. Well, look, 100 Talk never talks about their academy team ever, ever. So, you know, uh, it's literally a meme that they have going on with Kelsey. They did it like, once. They did it once, and they might talk about <laughs> it. They might talk about it again tonight because the academy team actually played in LCS this weekend. Um, that's a whole can of worms. Um, so... Barring any upsets. So, I mean, I think, Knox, would you agree with me that the expected winners of these Academy matchups would be 100 Academy and C9 Academy? Um, 100 Academy, absolutely yes. Immortals Academy is not great. EG Academy, you do have... They've been slumping hard towards the end, but if... They're still a good whatever, team. They're still a good team, and I would not be surprised to see them overtake Cloud9 Academy... Uh, but I would absolutely put Cloud9 as the favorite in yeah. this matchup. And in a... I, like, if EG progresses, I would not be shocked. And in a best-of-five scenario, um, you know, I mean, we've only seen these teams play best-of-twos, right? And JoJo Pyun is so good. Contracts, I believe, is playing, uh, not uh, Tomio. Um, yeah, I mean, I could, I could see this going 3-2 easily. So, but let's say, just for the sake of argument, it's Hunter Thieves Academy versus C9 Academy. Um, those are tough matchups for FlyQuest. Is it realistic to see us making it to Academy Finals? Academy Worlds, yes. Academy uh -huh. Worlds Finals. Uh, yes. Yep. So this should be the expectation <laughs> then. Yeah. yeah yes, no, absolutely. Nothing, we should absolutely be okay. finals. Should we like, expect, should we be placing the expectation of a number one finish? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Okay. All right. There's nothing we we will be nothing but first place in this in these playoffs. Okay. I think this is uh will it be clean? Probably Hopefully. not. It's academy. Is it, <laughs> like, I mean, show me, you know, clean academy, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest, if Cloud9 Academy is the one that makes it through cuz there's no I like there's no world where we play Cloud9 Academy in semifinals. Like I don't see a world where we pick them. So if Cloud9 Academy ends up playing TLA and beating TLA, I can yeah. see a world where we take second. Okay. But outside of that, we are taking first, like no matter uh, what. Even then, there's a solid, first. solid chance that we're going to take first, even if Cloud9 Academy plays. That's just our toughest yeah. matchup. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the, the other nice thing is that, you know, with the bye week, uh, that's an extra week for this roster iteration to get, uh, you know, some synergy, uh, bring Philip back up. Um, and yeah, SMG food are in the chat. Uh, this is a good point. This is an Academy team that has torched everyone to split. Philip has had some sizable growth in his few weeks with the team. Anything under going to Academy finals would be a failure. I'd say I agree. I fully agree. I, like I fully agree too. It, it has to be finals at this point. Um, and I'm okay with getting second at finals, but you have to win uh, semis and make it to finals here. Um, yep. and then looking ahead, I mean, we can even look ahead a little bit towards proving grounds. Proving grounds right? So, yeah. we're so we know no org in the final. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a guaranteed top four seating. Um, you know, which considering that 
uh, I feel like we should also say should aim for top four uh, at Proving Grounds. I mean, I remember doing the interview with Loyota, uh, and he was basically saying that, uh, yeah, the expectation, the goal should be uh, to win it all, to, you know, get top two at least to mm-hmm. win. Um, I mean, this is clearly a team that's made a, you know, made a statement that they are the team to beat in Academy right now. Yeah, I would agree. I think this team is honestly like you, it, it's weird, right? So let me make an analogy real quick. We, we, we as Americans, right. Have never experienced this feeling before, but you know how when Worlds comes around and everyone's making their power rankings, it's like, oh, I wonder who the tournament favorite is, right? It's probably someone from <laughs> Korea, probably someone from China, right? Maybe an EU well, team for a little spice. Yeah. yeah, maybe a little bit of G2 thrown in occasionally or 2018 Fanatic. Maybe. It's like, oh, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. And so everyone starts getting hyped a little bit. Us North American fans, we've never experienced this before. It's like, no, no, no. We, we Quarterfinals? Oh, my God, the dream, right? That'd be amazing. <laughs> well, we did. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got C9 in semis a few years ago, but yes. Wait, which even, but even then, that blew our expectations. Right. They made quarterfinals, we're like, ah, cool. Well, I mean. Then they made semis, and that was like. I mean, after after the last two years of Worlds, you know, all we really want from any NA team is to make it out of groups. Just just do that. That's all we care about. So, exactly. So, let me me bring this back, though. So, you know that that feeling for Worlds, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, let me apply that to this tournament. But here's the thing with this tournament. It's all North American teams. <laughs> and here's the other thing with it. FlyQuest is an actual favorite to win this tournament. I've never experienced this feeling of excited and hypeness before for a team before. Like, there is a legitimate chance that this team can make it to finals and win the whole damn tournament. Which, it's like, I've never had a t- team that I've cheered for before that's like, Damn, yeah, yeah, they could they could truly win it all. Like I've had teams that are like, yeah, I like them, and they made, they made it to finals. Like, oh, that's cool. But like, I am passionate about this FlyQuest team, right? <laughs> I love this org, and so this is like one of the very first times in my life I've had a sports team of any sort where it's like I love this org, and there's a solid chance that they're making finals. Solid, solid chance, and there's a solid, solid chance that they can win the whole thing. So it's a weird, weird feeling, but like everyone as fans should be excited for this academy team because they can win this whole tournament. Sorry for laughing, but I really have to point out SMG Food Hearts line. (laughs) I read that too. I just read it. Nox, where you live, I don't doubt that. (laughs) Now, Nox, would you please Uh, tell the good people uh, the the general vicinity uh, of where you live? So, uh... Not, don't dox yourself. Don't dox yourself. But yeah, in, in reference to uh, NFL teams, I, I live near Dallas. <laughs> uh, and here's the other thing: I was born in 1996. I never experienced any of the greatness of that team. <laughs> oh no! Uh, America's team, ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they are indeed a football team i'm trying to think you also have the mavericks and the stars didn't this weren't the stars good for a while Stars were in the nhl uh stanley cup finals last year yeah okay okay dallas stars pretty good pretty good and then mavericks mavericks are looking pretty good with uh uh luke luke luka Doncic. yeah yeah yeah. he's looking pretty good yeah uh, mavs could be something you've got fc dallas but Uh, this is esports 
I I'm just trying to. This is quite... We got complexity, dang it! They're uh, winning the <laughs> World of Warcraft MMO raid races or something like that. Oh yeah. Actually, uh... no, that's not even true. They got second this past time around. I think they lost the method. Anyway, we're getting off track. <laughs> I signed up to produce an LCS fan cast, and now we're talking about real sports. What the? Hey, hell? hey! League of Legends is a real sport. You know, it's just not a traditional sport. Um, Fair. All right, so, yeah, it, there's a lot to be excited here, and I think FlyQuest fans should be excited about this Academy team. They should be tuning in to Academy playoffs, uh, you know, especially this week, scout out a little bit uh, our potential opponents, um, you know, and root for the team in Academy playoffs and in Proving Grounds. Uh, you know, the... Academy coaches have been doing a fantastic job. Uh, Brendan, Loyota, uh, Fantix, uh, really, really well done. Like, big hats off to them for the first place. Like, I can't understate this enough. First place in Academy regular season. That's so good. Um, you know, they played so many games uh, this season. A lot of games. I mean, they played ultimately 36 games. Uh, you know, 18 series. They won 10 of them. They tied six. They only got two owed twice all season. Um, one of which was by Cloud9. And then, hold on, I'm trying to see who the other one was. Yeah, now I got to find the other one. Uh, Cloud9 and Team Liquid Academy. So, you know, the two other playoff teams, you know, the number two and the number four uh, regular season teams were the only ones they got 2 owed by. So, there's a lot to be excited here about. Um, yeah, yeah, Rice Box is correct. Uh, TLA this past week uh, was the one. And I'm going to kind of chalk that one a little bit, only because, you know, things have been in flux with who's playing in what roster. Uh, I feel like with a few weeks of a settled, decided roster uh, on tap, uh Whoever is playing in Academy um, will be fine. TLA cheated by bringing in two top five LCS players. Look, uh, details, details, details. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, because we didn't put, uh, well, we're not, we weren't top five, so I guess it wasn't. Well, yeah. Wasn't. It, I, anyway. Not, not quite. Uh, uh, next <laughs> topics. Were, was there anything you guys wanted to bring up? Well,. <clears throat> To bring back down from the hype, something I wanted to talk about is where I think some money should go for FlyQuest in the offseason. Um, and I know we said we're not talking rosters, so we're not going to talk rosters. What we are going to talk about, though, is support staff and how I think we really need to develop a support team for both of our rosters. Because I, I don't know what the support staff looks like. I don't know how expansive it is. I don't know how much it is. But you look at some of these top five teams or consistently top four teams, they have pretty sizable support teams. And that, like, just provides so much for the players. They have psychologists. They have um, multiple analysts. So Loyota could have a twin. Like, they just have a lot. That goes into making sure the players aren't just performing well in game, but all right outside of the game so that they can perform better in the game. And so that's something I would really like to see 
and I don't know how that starts with, but that's that's yeah. I also mm-hmm. see in chat people saying sign a Valorant team as someone who's recently uh, <laughs> joined the hype. I would a hundred percent agree. I've, I've been pushing for a fly Valo team for for months now, uh, probably since the game came out actually, and there are buttloads of free agents just sitting out there uh ready to make a solid team uh there was a whole team that was like uh free uh agency a little while back we, we were talking about it in the discord a little yeah bit uh saying. noble i think uh all went free, yeah, yeah yeah all went free agent um yeah and yeah that's a whole another off-season discussion to have which is you know things that FlyQuest could be doing uh with their organization um trying to think other other thoughts other topics we could move on to i think we had uh some per, uh flight check pickums uh results to talk about and then maybe we could look at lcs playoffs a little bit as well um yep. any preference on which one we do first uh let's knock out the pickums all right cool knock out the pickums all knock right knock out the pickums well, so I know nothing about the specific numbers for us, um, but in case you care about our three, like the three of us, Knox War obviously ran away with it two weeks ago. There was no way we were going to catch up to him. It's true. Knox, do you have the our particular final stats? You might have those, right? Yeah, you might. Or I don't have you, them in a graphic. But. Yeah. For uh, for like you and Curly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you give me like. Two minutes, I can get yours. Okay, we will stall for time. Filibuster. Uh, <laughs> we will filibuster. So, Curly. I mean, this was a wild weekend. Here's the thing. I was watching. watching I went, the, like, uh, 03 to start off the week. It was not, I, it was not good. I went 3-2. Like, here's the thing. I got so many pickums that, like, I was, I when I made them, I was like, ooh, this is such a stretch, but I think it's going to make a but then the ones I'm like, yeah, no, of course. I didn't get. And it's crazy because I want to say, I, I think I went 8-7 and seven for the weekend. And of the pickums like, that I got, all of them I think were the ones that I did a double take and I looked up stats. And another thing is actually when I was looking up my stats, there was a small part of me that almost chose... No, it wasn't as I was looking up stats. It's as I was doing weekend forecast mm. and i was looking at our oracles elixir where i almost had us beating immortals where i was like damn i might change my pickums but i don't I never <laughs> change my pickums i always go with what i go with the first time it's the gamble i like to take but i was just watching the spreadsheet over the weekend everything was insane everything was insane people were full of red full of green oh my gosh and then Knox War, uh, you said uh, you went, what'd you get yesterday? Uh, I went 0-5 yesterday on the final day, which I, like, my picks, I do not, I don't even think I'm running my picks down. I don't know what the hell happened. So, looking at my final day three picks, let me see. I picked TSM to win versus Dignitas, which was a fun, for, for fun match. I picked Immortals versus Golden Guardians, which may have been a little bit of hope, because <laughs> if Immortals won, Fly goes through, right? But right, I actually right. legitimately think Immortals was a decent team leading up to this week. So I thought they would be okay to beat Golden Guardians. I picked Team Liquid to beat Cloud9, which I don't think is that big of an upset. Granted, I know they have a terrible record against the top four teams, but 
I thought with Santorin back, they'd look okay. And then I picked 100 Thieves to be Evil Geniuses because I thought they were better than EG. And then I picked FlyQuest to win because it's counter-logic gaming! <laughs> <laughs> because it's... Because it's counter-fraud counter, it's, yeah. counter fraud gaming. Um... Just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I went 0-5, and, and I don't think I, I don't think I ran down any of my picks. I just, it just, it didn't it turn out my way. way. It didn't turn out your way. But, have we given you enough time? Yes. So, uh, Curly, you and I tied at 8-7. and seven. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, Sandy, you finished at 6-9 and nine for the week. Not nice. And so, uh, do, do you want your final records? Uh, yes. let's let's do it. Okay, Curly. Unfortunately, amongst the flight check crew, you finished third at that's 70, okay. 70 wins and sixty-five losses. Hey, that's positive. That's a positive win-loss. Sandy, you finished second with seventy-one. And 64 losses. (laughs) That is still a positive win-loss ratio. Please. (laughs) And then there's me who finished first. I had 81 wins and 54 losses. My God. This this madman. Oh, uh, my gosh. This absolute monster of a Nostradamus. Uh, The true, I think we uh, can officially crown Knox as this year's prophet. Uh, on flight check, Prophet Knox shall he be known uh, until <laughs> next year, when maybe another challenger will come to uh, to take the crown. Prophet Knox, how does it feel to be smarter about League of Legends than uh, both me and Curly? No, uh, it feels good because then I feel like uh, my position on this podcast would probably not be warranted. <laughs> so. Uh, no, I, I, I'm happy to, I'm happy to take first though, but honestly, yeah. it was a good run guys. I, I think, uh, next year it'll be a little bit better for y'all. I, I really do get the feeling. Like next year I'm taking better. it. I'm taking That's it all. That's fair. That's fair. I will say road I'm roller, right road roller in the chat saying, uh, Knox is so good at pickums that his girlfriend did even better. Um, uh, so actually, Oh, Oh, we've we got a, Oh, <laughs> I'll have you know. We, we both finished at 81 wins, 54 losses, and I can hear her actually yelling at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's rough. Dang. Oh, man. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, we don't matter in the grand scheme of things because none of us are first place. None of us are first place. We will, and I believe Knox will be making the announcement uh, in the FlyQuest Discord, and it'll probably also go out on... I'll- the FlyQuest Twitter at some point in the near future, who the actual winner of Pick'ems is. Um, in a more formal way, I do have her have a nice little slide that I oh. show off. So I'm going to present it. But can I get a drum roll, please? That is not a drum roll. I, I mean, so what do you want me to do? Tap my mic? I want you to tap the mic. Go out and roll your tongues. And in first place for the Summer Fly Quest LCS Pick'ems, Nico! Look at that beautiful, beautiful graphic right there. Gorgeous. Isn't it great? Incredible. Look Featuring at all those stickers. Be- the pristine stickers and emotes from the FlyQuest server. 
created by professional artists and fans, I, everyone. I oh. personally appreciate the uh, fly prey uh, at the bottom there. That's fantastic. The fly prey is just so good. The fly, it's like it's excellent. Emotes. Yeah, that's an that's an excellent emote right there. I am also a huge fan of Tim Sun, uh, created by a person who is now known as FlyQuest. Yeah, that's um, also uh, that's also pretty good. It's just excellent, excellent. So yeah, that's that. Wonderful. Congrats, Nico. Congrats, Nico. All right, and let's look forward to your more formal announcement later. Let's wrap up by discussing. We'll go back to LCS just for a hot minute. Uh, there are th four. Uh, I'm not, I'm sorry, not four. There are two matchups, uh, this weekend. Only two, folks. Uh, Evil Geniuses versus Dignitas and Cloud9 versus Team Liquid. Uh, EG Dig on Saturday, C9TL, uh, on Sunday. Losers drop down to face either Immortals or Golden Guardians in Losers Bracket. Winners, uh, winner of C9TL plays DSM. Winner of EG Dig plays 100 Thieves. Um, and don't forget that the winners of those matches automatically go to Worlds. So these are important games. Uh, so, quick thoughts. Curly, uh, C9TL, and EG Dig. Uh, who's taking those series? And by what score? I, so four... <clears throat> EG versus Dignitas. I am going to put this in favor of Evil Geniuses. Oh, three I, to yeah. one. Oh, I was going to say anything less than a three zero is a failure. In my it's opinion, not, it's not oh, going to be okay, a three zero okay. because, yeah. and the reason I'm giving Dignitas respect because in these last four weeks, they got back to them old, very average selves. Yeah, okay. All right. And fair. so their I'm very still... average selves could catch a lacking EG in a best of five one time. All right. Uh, so EG 3 1. All right. I'm going EG 3 0. Knox, uh, thoughts on that one? Uh, I think there's a higher percentage chance of EG going 3 0 against this dig squad. Uh, although I do have to lend credit to Curly, though, because he does make a good point that this dig squad has looked better. And also, there's a strong, I shouldn't say strong, there's a decent chance that EG does do a little burger flip here and there, you know, like kind of like Jazuke tends to do. So I can totally see the 3 1, but I'm going to officially say EG 3 0. There it is. There it is. Uh, and then the other one, Cloud9 Team Liquid Knox will go to you uh, first. Uh, thoughts on this matchup? I mean, this is a, this is a big one, in my opinion. It is a big one, uh, and you know, with Santorn playing, this could really go in either way. I mean, I literally predicted TL to beat Cloud9 this past weekend, right? Um, but at the same time, this Team Liquid squad has repeatedly shown, like, I think someone was tweeting on Twitter earlier, I think it may have been, um, it may have been Zale. Zale was sh tweeting out showing that TL's like two in like eight against the top four teams yeah, or whatever. they are not good and against the top four teams. And so, for me, that just should scream that Cloud9's the favorite to win this match, right? But also, at the same time, I think if you give Santorn a little more time to get things figured out, I think TL could figure this out, and I'm not one to ever knock TL out of uh, contention. And, so, and I will say, I, a lot of those losses from this season in particular came with Santorn out. 
and Armeo in, yes. and Jenkins in. So, and it's the top jungle is completely different uh, mm-hmm. from what we were seeing most of this season from TL. So, it, yeah. Do you have a, a series score prediction there? I, I'm going to go 3-2. I think okay. Cloud, I, I think it's going to be a close five-game series. I think TL is going to make him work for it. I do, however, think that Cloud9 is going to edge it out, though. Fair. Curly, uh, give me your TLC9 predict. Also, uh, Jensen sucks. <laughs> Damn! Damn! Oh, wow. Right in that flame. I, 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 I can say it now that FlyQuest is out. He's not playing us anymore, so yeah, I don't care. True. I'm going to full-on flame him. I don't what? think he's a good watch us later. Watch us sign Jensen next year, and you have to, like, root. Wow, <laughs> that'll be awkward, but... <laughs> wow. TLC9. Repeat of midseason showdown finals mm-hmm. at the beginning of the playoffs for the summer season. Um, It's going to be pretty much the same thing, except... Liquid's coming out on top this time, boys. It's going to be a five game. We're going to hear Silver Scrapes. It's going to be something five head in the fifth match from TL this time to throw C9 off the rhythm. Fair That's enough. what I'm saying. Fair enough. That being said, Jensen is overhyped, and I cannot wait to watch Santorin carry him. Uh, And then I will go... Uh... I'm going to go C9-3-2 as well. Uh, that's going to be that's going to be my call. So those will be fantastic matches to watch. Uh, be sure to tune into those. Uh, one final discussion point, uh, and I'm going to take it in two paths because we should uh, make a FlyQuest relation out of this one. Uh, MVP. Um, you know, this has been a bit of a hot topic, uh, today on some of the Twitter channels and the Reddits, um, you know, MVP voted on and decided before playoffs, uh, wrap up. So this is a regular season only award. Um, I would like to potentially award a flight check, uh, FlyQuest MVP award. So the most valuable player on FlyQuest uh from the show if possible um maybe if we can reach a consensus i don't know if we can do that tonight um but then i would also like to get some discussion on uh lcs mvp uh if there are any thoughts in that regard let's start with a FlyQuest mvp uh any quick thoughts there i know rough season but we've still got to pick you know who was our best player all year who kept us alive well, if you're going off of what, so obviously there's different definitions for MVP, right? And yeah. the literal meaning of it is most valuable player. So depending on how you guys take it, whether that being like the most valuable player or the best performing player, because um, if we're going off of best performing player, at least with the, in consideration of spring, minus the little slump Jose was having at the beginning, I would have to give it to Jose. He was probably the best performing player. If we're going for most valuable player, uh, I'm probably going to lean towards Diamond because oh. from what I've seen on social media and what I've seen in terms of team comms and what I've seen towards uh, 
Gameplay-wise, he's shown improvement over the course of the time in the academy when he went back down. He's had a positive mental attitude the whole time. Um, he's had very, very clear and distinct interviews showing like he is a very, very strong shot caller when he has assistance with Kumo. I think, in my opinion, for this FlyQuest squad, he's the most valuable player. I do, however, think that Jose was the best performing player of mm-hmm. the year. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Curly, thoughts wow. on FlyQuest MVP? I like. I had just come to a conclusion, and then Knox War opened his mouth, and now I'm not as sure anymore. Um, I'll shake you now. I mean, because here's the thing, is like, my original answer, actually, no, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say Kumo. Okay. Kumo, to me, is the most valuable player on FlyQuest, um, because he stepped up so much this season. He popped off so much in Academy, especially during the summer, I would go as far to say he might have put the team on his back sometimes um um, and then he came into lcs and did his damnedest um and i think despite everything he performed really well i mean from what i saw these last few weeks where we weren't winning as much it was part of it was just because he was being bullied because they the enemy team had to bully him so kumo is just such a awesome player and so good for FlyQuest. He's my MVP. Respectable answer, honestly. Kubo was probably my second consideration. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I like it. I guess I have to give an opinion now, don't I? Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's go with... Hmm, let me think. I mean, you could pull the host role and be like, oh, I'm just host here. I don't need to give an yes i'm just the uh the uneducated uh host uh no let's say uh i'm actually going to give it to oh boy um all right i'm gonna cop out from mvp i'm not gonna award an mvp you know what i am gonna award most improved player i'm gonna award Ah. most most improved player to diamond uh, based on what we saw from spring to the end of summer, uh, I feel like Diamond was the most improved uh, Hands down. Okay. player. So that yep. is going to be my cop-out, not awarding an MVP, but will award a most improved player, and it's Diamond for sure. Uh, let's hit LCS MVP really fast if we want to. I um, think we've got the time, uh, maybe five minutes on that. A lot of discussions here. Uh, I saw a lot of Spica in the chats uh, for MVP. Do we agree? Spica, MVP, is he is he the guy? I mean, that's what I clicked on the poll on Twitter today, so. <laughs> <laughs> can't argue with yeah. them facts. <laughs> yeah, I can't, can't argue with that. Uh, Knox, uh, do you have any, any dissent there, or are you also feeling uh, Spica? I think I'm also feeling Spica. I think he's just... Off of my definition of who's the most valuable player, because there's even been times where Spica hasn't been the best performing player, but he's just been the most valuable player for TSM, straight up. And TSM got first. I think the results speak for themselves. I yeah, I'm I'm going to have to lean Spica. 
Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, man, SMG food are really popping off in the chat tonight. MVP is the fans having to watch some of these LCS games. Uh, so yeah, fully True. agree. Uh, mm-hmm. M- MVP is all of us uh, watching uh, Counter-Logic Gaming this year. Um, so we're going to go with that. Uh, I'm going to go with um, my... Uh, my award, my special award, is going to be player that I have the most empathy for award is Broxa. Um, man. Yes. Uh, you can tell that guy, such a competitor, uh, you know, really wants to win, really wants to do well, um, you know, taking it, taking the year very hard. I'm sure he's got a lot to think about and a lot to uh, decide uh, on what he's doing next. And I really wish him all the best. He's a clearly positive uh star in the league um and you know whatever he does next uh his time in lcs has certainly been memorable for good or for bad um hey i mean he was the one who we first saw uh jungle morgana from uh before it got popular at msi so uh, well, yeah, there's a lot to discuss in terms of MVP, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be able to uh, talk about it more as the uh, discussion continues over the next few weeks. Uh, Nox, any- I, I think next week what we should do is we should make our first all-pro team, second all-pro team, and third all-pro team in the I show agree. on stream. I agree. Ooh. I think that would be a fantastic, uh, fantastic thing to discuss. Uh, while we wait for FlyQuest Academy to, um, you know, play some games because... Well, I mean, they play on Thursday. Uh, next week. Next week. Next week. But we'll right, only yeah. be able to talk about their, uh, like a preview. We won't be able to discuss the actual, the actual games. Uh, if that's it, I'm going to wrap up the show. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? Um, not, not discussion points. I just conclusion oh. stuff. Yeah, no, give it, bring it. Wrap it up. Uh, I I was just going to say, uh, straight up, it was a crappy end of the year. Oof. Uh, it is what it is, though. Uh, hopefully <laughs> hopefully the Academy boys can bring some uh, pride and joy uh, back to the FlyQuest org a little bit, and we can really uh, embrace around that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we can go into the offseason with our heads held high around a potential positive prospects of some of our academy staff moving on up and we'll we'll take it from there so i know it feels kind of crappy right now but honestly i i've been saying it all damn year go watch these academy boys because they're, they're gonna tear it up yeah you it's, know it's gonna be good to add some consolation for the lcs team i am sad that we ended the way we did but coming into this year back in january i didn't know what to expect from this team it was a fully new team I knew we were going to have so many challenges figuring out how the players fit together, how the coaches fit together, what we need to do. And sadly, we were facing the same issues in this final week as we were at the beginning of the summer. And it's it just shows that there's a lot of work that we're going to have to do in the offseason. But... I firmly believe with the like with the energy that FlyQuest imbues, with the persona that they present themselves, with the atmosphere I like to believe that they create, 
that over this offseason, the team that we maintain and produce for LCS for next year will come back and they will be so much stronger than anyone has expected, especially with our performance this year. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I, one year in advance, am saying this. Oh, we will be at Worlds 22. We will Perfect. be producing a good enough team to be at Worlds 22. Somebody clip because, it. <laughs> clip it now. Because clip it now. We will, we will never give up on showcasing greatness. Fair. Well, <laughs> the team never gives up on showcasing greatness. And neither does the Flight Check podcast, which you, if you are tuning in at the very end of the show tonight, uh, we do this every Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can follow the show at twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash flightcheckcrew. Hit us with the follow button here. Join our Discord. Follow us on Twitter at flightcheckcrew. Follow all our personal socials as we... Head into the offseason. Curly will continue streaming. Curly underscore QQ underscore. Uh, you can follow Knox's uh, journeys alongside the uh, discovering what new laptops are like and, uh, you know, his takes on uh, <laughs> his takes on the Academy at N-O-X-W-A-R-R. Uh, and you can read all my tweets bemoaning... Uh, how the Nationals sold all their good players uh, and getting too hyped over uh, their prospects. And also, you know, it's Patriots training camp right now, so I'm getting super excited uh, for that as well. So you can see all my traditional sports tweets at Hmm. SantosDB, you know, as we continue on. Uh, Thank you all so much for watching. If you are wanting to catch the beginning of the episode uh, this will go up on youtube you can watch the vod isn't that amazing super cool if you want to drive and listen to the show you can do that too with our audio only versions on spotify google podcasts anchor apple podcasts the other ones that no one else uses i don't (laughs) think i mean but they're there anyway if you're like the 10 people that uh use these other platforms it's available for you for now, I want to say thank you so much for watching. This has been Flight Check Season 1, Episode 20, uh, FlyQuest in Memoriam. Fellas, uh, any final shout-outs before we close things out? Shout-out to Drek the most wonderful community manager in the world for inspiring us Mm -hmm. to really take this seriously and to provide us the connection to my other shout out 100 talks without them and without us we wouldn't have flight check it's true they were the catalysts that really got us on our feet and so i would like to thank them absolutely Knox, any any final words for tonight? Like I said earlier, rough season. Hopefully the guys can get some 
well-deserved rest, and hopefully the offseason has great prospects for them, whether it be on FlyQuest or on other teams. I Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even saying that to be spicy, because I, I legitimately like all these players. I, I think they do deserve the best, but, I mean, at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if they're not on the team next year. So no matter what happens, uh, I, I wish them the best. Uh, if they're here, if they're not, I think they'll do well no matter where they go. Um I think a lot of it's just going to continue to take more development time. And at the end of the day, I'm excited to see what happens. So rough year. Looking forward to the next, though. Absolutely. So you shouting out, though? Oh, I guess I haven't shouted out. Uh, you know what? Big shout out to uh, Loyota for interviewing with us. I don't think I oh, really yeah. talked about it. Uh, shout out to Sandy for doing an awesome interview on that. Uh, shout out to the 100 Talk Pod guys for, as always, giving us great banter to talk around with, even if we don't get the banter back that much. Um, and then, again, shout out to just both of you guys for being awesome podcast hosts, and wow. I can't wait to continue doing this in the future. Thanks, bud. Same here. Uh, yeah, quick shout outs to 100 Talk Pod. Looking forward to you guys actually discussing your academy team tonight um, for one reason or another. That should be fun. Um, yeah, shout out to, man, you guys hit all the good ones already. Uh, shout out to Drek, uh, love you. I hope you go to LCS finals so I get to see you. I hope LCS finals happen. Uh, please, uh, wear your your masks, wear your masks and get your vaccines so that cases drop again and I can go to LCS finals, uh, because I've been looking forward to that for a long time. Uh, this has been Flight Check Season 1, Episode 20. Thank you so much for watching. Y'all stay safe out there, and I hope you have a great day. Adios. Have a good one, guys. Peace, y'all.